What it is, yo? What's up? This is your host, Real Talk Sports, Deontay Smith, and I am here to recap week one in our fantasy league, the academy, the retired academy gridiron league. Also going to review the preseason power rankings and go through uh, each game last week and do a small recap. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Also, I'm going to be talking about the top five that Kagan, a.k.a. not your expert, has put together as far as the top running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, and tight ends go. We're going to do the top five of those, and we're going to have some, got something to say about those. Let's get into this. All right, so... It wouldn't be right if I didn't start out with one of the games that came down to the very last Monday night game. More than the feeling, which is Clint's team, scored 150, but they fall short to run CMC featuring Hyde and Streak, uh, who scored 162.5. And this came down to a Cooper Cup scoring a touchdown in the Monday night finale. And uh, it also helped that Amari Cooper wasn't even looked at that much by David Carr. So uh, it really paid off for that. Uh, so I moved to 1-0 and and more than a Thielen. Which is Clint's squad goes to 0-1. And, and Clint was the number one team in our pre-rankings, in our, in our preseason power rankings. Um, so let's move on down to the convicts and Pittsburgh Phillies. And the Fillers won 130.8 to 128. Um, and Ted Ginn and Aaron Rodgers put up a ton of points for the convicts, but they were not enough to combat the Saquon Barkley, Melvin Gordon combo. And uh, with Russell Wilson's 25 was just a cherry on top for that game. Uh, and then we have, it's about to get physical. I guess that's how you say it. I always have trouble with it. Um, he had James Conner score 35 of his 129.3 points, but that still wasn't enough for no victory formations, which is Mike's squad, who had a trio of players score over 20 points. Keenan Allen, Golden Tate, and Kirk Cousins led the way for no victory formations as he scored 165.5 points. The long shots... Had Alvin Kamara put up two more than his own jersey number, 43 points, but that was about all he could get because Fighting Temptations was Colby's team. Scored 198.3 points, which was the, the weak high, the highest score. So he's going to get a trophy for that. Uh, he's got to make sure the commission gets that to him. He's going to get a trophy for well, Banner, whatever you want to call it that we do for our league. I call it trophies because that's what ESPN calls it, but he's getting a trophy for the highest point scored. And he had passed it to my homes. Scored 38 points and then Julio and Michael Thomas combined for 67 points along with Chris Thompson's 24 points in the flex. Ain't nothing but a G thing. Scored 121.8 points against the wet dream team who could only score 110.3 points. Um... This is a little surprising because Rashad Jones, safety out of Miami, uh, was the third highest scorer for Kagan, and he still managed to win. And uh, Brennan had Todd Gurley and Andrew Luck go over 20, but that just shows you how balanced nothing but a G thing in his squad, how, how, how balanced they are. He doesn't have to depend on one guy. It was really a team effort for him. And 
the last game of the year, well, the week, not the year, my bad. The last game of the week came down to uh, go check my balls, which is Danny Teams and Mr. Stiller Girl, uh, being Kristen's team. Danny got his win in the league debut. He had Kenny Stills, Tyreek Hill, and his first round draft pick, Drew Brees, carry his team. Um, and they all score. They combined. Those three guys combined for 115 of Danny's 177 points. Kristen was only able to muster 114.3 points. So, so you got the worst team in the preseason rankings. Uh, go check my balls. Defeating the number four team, which is which I didn't expect at all. But we also didn't expect for Tyreek Hill to uh, do what he did. And here's a little refresher. If you all don't remember what the preseason preseason rankings were, uh, at number 12 at the very bottom was Go Check My Balls, which is Danny's team. At number 11 was The Long Shots, which is Action's team. At number 10 we had the Pittsburgh Fillers, which is Joey's team. At number nine we had the Convicts, which is Reagan's team. Nothing but a G thing, which is Kagan's team, was number eight. Number seven was Hunters. It's about to get physical because he had Ezekiel Elliott last year. And number six was my squad, Run CMC featuring Hide and Streak. And number five, well, I was number six. And number five, no victory formations, which is Mike's squad. And number four, Mr. Stiller Girl, which is Kristen's squad. Was four. At three, we had the Wet Dream Team, Brennan's squad. Number two, we had Kobe's Fighting Temptations. And the number one was more than a feeling. Alright, alright, alright. Let's take a look at our week two matchups. It's no victory formation at 1-0 versus Run CMC featuring Hyde and Streak. Both teams are 1-0. So somebody's going to be ending this week with a loss. Uh, it's about to get physical versus the convicts uh, both of those teams are 0-1 so somebody is going to be a winner there's going to be a member of the winners in the league after this uh, after this week two matchup so we got the fillers versus more than a Thielen uh, the fillers are 1-0 and more than a Thielen which is the number one team in our preseason power rankings are 0-1 and uh, that should be a pretty interesting matchup so we got the Wet Dream Team, which was the number three team in the, in the power rankings, versus Fighting Temptations, which was number two. And this is going to be a very interesting matchup because these guys are, are pretty good buddies. They both are in the same field of work. So I'm pretty sure there's a little more on the line than uh, just wins and losses. And this week, we got the Long Shots versus Check My Balls. Uh, those two were the two teams at the very bottom of the power rankings at 11 and 12, respectively. Uh, so Ashton is looking to win her first game this, of the season, as well as uh, give Joey, the newcomer, his second loss of the season. His first loss of the season. Sorry about that. <clears throat> then we have nothing but a G-Thane versus Mr. Still a Girl. Uh, G-Thane is 1-0, and we have Mr. Still a Girl at 0-1. So this week is going to be pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to uh, the matchup that I have, as well as taking a look at see who wins between the Fighting Temptations and the Wet Dream Team. I really want, I'm pulling for the Wet Dream Team just because uh, Colby is loaded at receiver. 
All right, all right, all right. So on to the positional rankings for the most important positions on your fantasy rosters. These rankings were done by Kagan, not your expert. He has a website that will be in the description of this episode. So guys, check out the website. That's where I get all my rankings from. I don't look at ESPN. I don't look at RotoWire. I don't look at any Roto World. I don't look at any any other rankings except for his because he has all the information you should need. So, at quarterback, number five, Alex Smith. At number four, we got Russell Wilson. At number three, we got Ben Roethlisberger. At number two, we got Phillip Rivers. And number one, two weeks in a row, it's going to be Drew Brees. So, it's good to see that Russell Wilson earned some of Kagan's respect. As Kagan had him ranked 18th last week, and he performed to be the number eight quarterback, I believe. This week he has him ranked at number four. Uh, but I still disagree with him being so high after earning so much respect from him. Just because the Bears' front seven is going against one of the worst offensive lines in football, that being the, Se- the Seattle Seahawks' offensive line. So I, I, to me, that is a recipe for disaster. But other than that, the top three, I can't complain. Um, I kind of I think, I no, it's fine. It's fine with me. So with the top five running backs, we got Saquon Barkley at five. We got David Johnson at four. We got Melvin Gordon at three. We have Todd Gurley at two. And number one, we have Alvin Kamara, who wonderfully pairs with Drew Brees, who is also number one. Trust me, he is not a Saints fan. He is not a Saints fan. So running backs to me are on par as to how I would rank them. But I did notice, because it means a lot to me, that Christian McCaffrey was ranked number 14 uh, and early this week Ramavera came out and said that he wants to see him get 20 to 30 touches and if that's the case I definitely see him in a top 10 play this week um, so only time will tell what the run CMC but other than the top five I'm fine with that Barkley did a lot better than I expected him to Melvin Gordon even though he gave up a lot of the uh, a couple touches touches to Austin Eckler uh, I can't complain And while we are on running backs, let me say this. All of you that picked up Philip Lindsay after one week of, uh, I want to say he scored about 20 points in our league. I think you all jumped the gun. I just don't think that he will be able to produce like he did last week. Maybe because he just won't have the volume. But I just don't see him being a week-to-week top performer or a top 10 top 15 guy um, I don't even think he would get that kind, those kind of touches but it is definitely good to see uh, see an undrafted rookie do something so well I just think all it does is cloud the perception of the running back by committee that was already in Denver alright now back to it going to talk about these wide receivers my favorite position I always load up on them because I think that they are always destined for a big game so you're always going to see me putting the minimum amount of running backs that I have to and the minimum amount of tight ends because I'm putting I'm always going to overload a receiver so the top five receivers you got T.Y. Hilton at number five Keenan Allen at number four 
Julio Jones at number three, Antonio Brown at number two, and Michael Thomas at number one. The only problem I got with this top five is the T.Y. Hilton at five. He's over Odell Beckham Jr., um, which I'm not a fan of Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't think that T.Y. is a number five receiver. is going to be a wide receiver five at week's end. Uh, I don't like – I just don't like it just because – of the emergence of Ryan Grant, I know he's eating up a lot of the in, in the, a lot of the in between and a lot of slot touches. But I do think he has an ascending role in his offense. And also, Andrew Luck loves one player that plays in the center of the field, and that is the tight end. So I think loves Luck's love for tight ends will also uh, keep. Hilton for being a top five receiver. Julio needs more TDs before I can trust him as a top three receiver. Um, I like to say that he's been Sark bitten um, just because uh, it's almost like the only person that can stop Julio is the OC, Steve Sarkeesian. And uh, so uh, I really don't know if Julio Jones will be a top three receiver at the end of the week. Uh, I do like Allen. Uh, I really wish Allen would be ahead of Julio. Because then that would make the top three Michael Thomas, who also is a uh, New Orleans Saint. Antonio Brown and Keenan Allen be the top three. But if you notice, Kagan has them ranked the number one players at those positions, being Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara. All those are Saints players, so he expects them to have a pretty big offensive week. Um, and another person that I, I, I'm kind of disappointed to see not ranked in at least the top 10 was Mike Evans. He has him all the way down at 15. Um, I'm unsure if this is because of Fitzmagic's sporadic play, but I definitely think Mike Evans uh, has the potential for a big week. Let's do the top five tight ends. We've got Kyle Rudolph, Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, Jordan Reed, and Zach Ertz. Uh, I like the top five. Uh, I like Jordan Reed when healthy. Um, I think he has like a 60% chance of making it through the season, according to one of these websites that I look for My as far as sports injury pre, uh, predictor. I just don't think he's going to make it through the whole season. And one one guy I took a look deep, deep on this list was uh, Jared Cook. I wanted to see exactly how Kagan felt about Jared Cook. And he feels about the same way as me. Um, what he did in week one will not be replicated duplicated or reciprocated whatever you want to say uh it's not gonna be like that every week he was just uh he i, I want to say the matchup he fared well for the matchup as far as uh, the interior or the middle of the uh defense of the rams just being the weakest because you can't go outside because they got to keep to lead marcus peters so i can definitely understand why uh Jerry Cook was such a big role in that offense in week one. Alright, I would like to thank you all for tuning in to Real Talk Sports. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. Uh, follow me on Twitter at I Barely Tweet, where I uh, often have polls about questions I have pertaining to players to start, who to sit, and who to pick up. And uh, just get on there, interact with me. Let me know how you feel about the pod if you listen. Uh, let me know how you feel about my squad if you're watching. And uh, I want to appreciate you one more time just checking it out. And uh, always 
call in voicemail greatly appreciate that and uh i think that's a wrap 